pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Do really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with our producer, Ed Salzadel, both directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, we'll be having the second in our discussions with David Reeves about their new Wonder Center in Dixon, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. We'll be taking a look and uh, talking about their Lucy exhibit, as well as the wide variety of films that you can see uh, while you're there, both in their 70s rooms, the planetarium, as well as in each display room. What you're going to be hearing is the discussion I had with David about their beautiful Wonder Center prior to their grand opening. One of the great spices to all the rooms that I'm looking at and throughout the facility is the amount of film and movie presentations that are available. For example, in the paleontology room I saw today, you were running Echoes of the Jurassic, which yep. is an excellent film. Thank you. You've got a couple of films down the hall running with your 21 Bible verses mm-hmm. that have science behind them, yeah. as well as a funny film you, you put together on uh, <laughs> the... The polystrate tree. The polystrate tree. Thank you for that. You started talking to your dog, <laughs> which you needed to do because we're, we're talking about rock. Right. And how do you get it interesting? <laughs> Where did you come up with a thought talking to your dog, or do you actually do that quite a bit? <laughs> I do talk to my dog. Uh, Topaz, is, she's been kind of the ministry mascot for years, but no, no, really. Like you said, when you're talking about geology, you have to keep it interesting because mm-hmm. rocks, I find them fascinating. Most people think, oh, that's the most boring thing on planet Earth. How do you spice it up? And what I wanted to do was come up with a concept in that particular film, and there will be a lot more to come in that same vein, which is great for children. It's great for for anyone. But how much excitement and entertainment can we put into a single program and still get the message, the clear message across? And that was where I got to thinking, you know, well, what if... We open this up where I'm just looking through a book and I come across this amazing thing and uh, there's nobody around to talk to. So I just I guess I have to tell my dog that I'm excited to go find this tree. Right. (laughs) Which then leads to me calling up a pilot buddy. We go for a ride in an airplane. We land. We go into Shoney's and talk to this secret person who knows the location of this tree. And um, he has the right message apps to get us there. So then we have to jump in side-by-side vehicles and go blazing through the woods and and then we're hiking forever and we can't find this thing and finally we come across the tree. Couldn't we create an adventure out of the search for this tree? Because you went on an adventure to find it. That's exactly right. And a lot of that is true to life. There's plenty of things that were staged in there. But when you're trying to capture a young person's attention today, Mm -hmm. especially about something like science that they might not be particularly interested in or that they might be fascinated in, but they've always heard the other side and they've heard the other side from PBS specials and National Geographic and Discovery Channel and all of these types of things where they're only getting an atheistic agenda pushed at them. Well, 
we've got to come up with the same kind of quality, the same kind of class, just with the truth. We want to change the narrative. Excellent. The level of the films that you've included in each room. Of course, you've got good stuff. Not only do you have your own production stuff, but you've also got the excellent programming from creation in the 21st century. I saw an episode in the biology room with Dr. Rob Carter. Yes. Who has exceptional material. Yeah. I know you're being pinpoint with the stuff you put into those rooms, right? It's it's, uh, very thought out. Yeah. extremely thought out. I'm very meticulous. I don't get much sleep. I've been working for an entire year trying to uh, get this together and make it coherent. And that's the reason that you'll see very specific things, whether it's Echoes of the Jurassic with every top PhD scientist. Creation. I'm a member of the uh, CRS, Creation Research Society. We basically produced this thing, hosted it, and narrated it. And we're looking for the soft tissue, right? That is crucial. It's a game changer when it comes to paleontology. Well, what's a game changer when it comes to biology or the human population, wherever you want to go with that, right? We need to be looking at the the top reasons that are pushed at us from an evolutionary point of view and counter that with the truth that we know using scientific arguments that are Again, cutting edge. And that's where we come up with some of these statistics, which Rob Carter shares. You know, when you go into the wonders of zoology, that one is very carefully thought out with the animals that are in there. Because you have to keep that light. You've got a lot of children going through. What better way than Genesis Animal Sanctuary donated uh, some geckos. We've got two live geckos. We've got a children's hands-on experiment that's soon to be there where you'll be able to be a gecko and use suction cups to pick up magnet, uh, pick up these glass blocks. And we have a video in there playing where, you know, I've just got a gecko crawling all over me and I'm talking about how gecko's feet have been found preserved in amber, supposedly millions of years old, and yet the gecko's foot is remarkably similar, almost identical to the gecko's foot that we have today, which tells us right there that if this thing really is millions of years old, then the gecko's foot hasn't changed. Now, if evolution is true, then over millions of years, things should change change. Things have to change or else the naturalistic theories fall apart. And what do we see? We don't see change. And number two, we don't see millions of years of time. That's artificially inserted. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. What we see is stasis, which should not be true. (laughs) But you know, you bring up a great point, Scott, because when you ask a secular biologist. What do you see? You say, well, and with a lot of creatures, we see stasis. Well, what is stasis? Well, it's the opposite of evolution. What it means is that over hundreds of millions of years, no animals changed because they were so well evolved that they didn't need to change. You do understand what you're saying is that there's this punctuated evolution that just magically, poof, creates a new creature and then it stops changing for hundreds of million years. And then, poof, another creature and then it just stops changing. That's magic that you're inferring. That's something I refer to in my seminars quite a bit because, of course, you're referring to punctuated equilibria that came from Gould, Eldridge, and Stanley. They were at least honest enough. (laughs) Right. Because they're sitting on the piles of the real artifact. You mentioned earlier that something could end up in a basement. Yes. Well, they get to get into the basements and see the actual finds. Mm -hmm. And what they're owning up to is there are no transitions between the major forms. Right. And the normal 
normal gradualist wants to just ignore such a thing as that. I was actually able to talk to that with my wife when we were walking through. Which room has the skeleton of Lucy in it? Oh, uh, that one right now is in Wonders of Human Anatomy, where we contrast human versus anthropology. Yeah. One of the things to the uninitiated. Yeah would be to look at it, wait a minute, that thing wasn't that big. Right. Which you don't get if you're just looking at a picture and you don't have a frame of reference. Of course, I was able to tell her, now, wait a minute, if you go to the Field Museum in St. Louis, they have a mock-up of Lucy, which Mm -hmm. has skin and everything on her. Mm Mm-hmm. But it has human feet on it. Uh Are there feet on that thing? (laughs) No. And my wife's saying, no, there's no human feet. And let me tell you a little more backstory. Uh Now you've got pieces of this thing. It's only a 40% find. But you have pieces that were found at different layers of strata. Mm -hmm. You have pieces that were found miles apart. Would you believe this is all the same animal? She said, no way. That's stupid. Right. And yet that's what we're supposed to believe. Yes. Well, I think that it's intellectually dishonest that even the pelvic bones, which were supposed to prove that Lucy walked upright, they took a grinder to it, basically. And they repositioned it and put it back together in a way that made it look like she walked upright. I mean, if we're trying to do real science, why are we trying to fit an agenda and make this into some sort of an upright walking ape-like ancestor? Why aren't we honest about the, the fact that only a few bones of the skull was found, but the few that were found indicated that it had a very angled face. Well, humans' faces are straight up and down, right? Because we walk on two legs. But God designed the ape, things like Lucy, to have an angled face because it's walking on four legs. And if it didn't have that angled face, it would have to crane its neck ahead of it, right? So those types of things, coupled with the fact that you've got green stick fractures all over the bones that were found with Lucy, which indicate that she may have fallen over 40 feet out of a tree. What's an upright walking human doing 40 feet in a tree? <laughs> I mean, we could go on it from the the gender possibility that it might have been Brucey, not Lucy, you know? So we don't even know its gender, and yet we know that this is something turning into a human. What we really know is that we've got a 45, 55-pound chimpanzee ape-like creature, three and a half feet tall, that appeared to not walk upright, that might have fallen 40 feet out of a tree, that we found a smattering of bones across an entire hillside, put them together in such a way that it makes it look like it fits the agenda of human evolution. But in fact, it's really just a three and a half foot tall chimpanzee-like creature. Yeah, and that is exactly right. What you just heard was a portion of the interview I had with David Reeves about the Wonder Center in Dixon, Tennessee that opened on October 13, 2023. If you would like to go there or if you would like more information, their web address is wonderscenter.org. That's wonderscenter.org. And the address for this beautiful facility is 855 Highway 46 South, Dixon, Tennessee, 37055. And we thank you for your interest in God's creation. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. 
information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church, just south of the corner of Jones-Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.